Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us here on the Whatever Podcast. We have so much to dig into uh, today. And for those of you listening and listening later on, uh, when this becomes on demand on all of our streaming platforms, thank you so much for sitting in with us. I'm here as always with my other equally charismatic but not as handsome hosts, Preston and Chris. How how's your evening going? Hey, Chris? keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> if I could slap you right now, <laughs> thank God. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, all right. So obviously, obviously, we know what we're talking about here, but I have a couple things. I have a couple things before we get going. Um, so the long-awaited uh, ghost hunting video is actually going to make its debut tomorrow. Um, Holy there, there cow! Of, it's only been fifteen months. I know, I know, I know. There's a lot of like. It's a lot to edit. I was watching you. I was ghost watching <laughs> you a little bit the other night, Connor. Oh yeah, when I was streaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like. Uh, two hours two hours of footage and then i was like okay well i have to cut all the fat down because no one's gonna watch two hours so then i cut the fat down to like an hour and 10 minutes and that's where it currently sits um so it's good it's good there were so many reworks so many reworks i redid it like four times and it's finally <laughs> at a point where i'm I'm happy with it and it's, it's going up um life of the, an artist yeah oh my god uh, and the other bit of housekeeping is the documentary has officially been greenlit and uh, by all people involved, all core members, and production has begun. Uh, the outline is in the works. Um, I've got the crew, so it's cool. It's fun. That's about it. You guys have anything? Uh, not much, no. Nothing I can think of right now, anyway. Chris? jet lagged from coming back from california and checked out the uh cincinnati horror hound this past weekend so i've been yeah. all over the country it seems like busy, busy, what was busy. uh who was your favorite people that you met who so we got a chance to meet kane kane hotter so jason Voorhees. i forget which part several parts um we met tom adkins Tom Atkins from Halloween Three, The Fog. Um, gosh, we met several guys. Uh, Horror Hollowed Ground. He does some bonus features. Has a YouTube channel. He gave an opening for Electric Entertainment. That'll be coming up sometime nice. soon. Uh, and we met we met uh, Lloyd Hoffman from Troma Entertainment, creator yeah. of. The, do you know, do you know who this is, Connor? I do know who he is. All right. So creator of the, do you know who? Uh, I are you talking about like a character that he made? Yes. He, the main character he made. Oh, I don't know. All I know is a toxic Avenger. Ah, that's it. That's what oh, he created. Cool. That's the main, the main thing. Toxie. So uh, Peter he Dink gave, Peter uh, he gave us an interview. Reboot. So I hear. Yeah, he gave us, he gave us a, uh, gave us an interview there for Electric Entertainment. So it was pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, Lloyd, Lloyd Kaufman. He's, um, I think I told you, uh, he's in, uh, some Moonlight, some Moonlight Films stuff, um. 
yeah, I don't know how I don't know how, but they asked him to do some parts, and they were like, "Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, of course." So he did this like Tales from the Crypt thing, um, for like a like a horror anthology movie that they did. Um, and it's it it was cool. Yeah, so that that's how I know who he is. I looked yeah. him up and I was like, "What's this guy done?" Because um, I've heard the name before. Um, so yeah, he's a he's someone who's recently actually been popping up into my into my brain. So. That's cool. So I want to give a plug, yeah, plug for another couple we met there too. That, I mean, there was tons of people there. Nev Campbell from Scream, several several other actors from Scream, and it was a packed place. But I did get a chance to meet a couple that are YouTubers that I've watched for a little while now. The Grim Life Collective. They go around and kind of give the history of a lot of the movies, like their latest video they've done was in St. Louis that basically told and went to the location of the uh, inspiration of The Exorcist. So they do a lot of the background going into why films are made and got a chance to talk to them a little bit. They are originally from, I think, Florida, but had moved out to L.A., and now YouTube and going to these sites is all they do now. So uh, they're making their living right now from kind of the growth of what YouTube has done for them. So they're continuing to grow their their stuff, their content. And I just like to plug them. Uh, Grim Life Collective. Check them out. Subscribe to them. Give them a like. Share their video. They're a couple cool people. You uh you hurt them, people. If you don't do it, uh, then what are you doing? We're gonna slap you in the face. Yeah, that's right. Just get out of here. Walk right up. Um, well, uh, and- I I feel like it's now time to address the elephant in the room, <laughs> or should I say the zebra? Uh, if anyone gets that reference. Yes. Um. So. Ah. Uh, what did fuck. you think? What did you think of it? So were you shocked? That was awkward. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. I was like, uh, is La- this real? Last night, it yeah, I know. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, it definitely was. Trust, trust me, it definitely was. Um, so, so, yeah. So, I watched it live. I guess. Did you watch it live? Or I did watched you ch- the whole show. The... I watched the whole show live. That's the only thing I've watched of the Oscars. I watched it this morning. <laughs> So we were li- we were watching it live and like I've been exhausted from coming back from vacation and I actually dozed off during that time. Oh and god, no. oh no. Brand- Brandy and uh Isabel were watching it cuz Isabel's like all Tom Holland and Spider-Man had like one one little bit. Yeah, yeah. One yeah, one little nomination that they didn't win, right? So she was disappointed and it came to this part and I was like dozed off and I heard him like talking about this and I looked up and seen the TV and it was like, what, what's going on? So they rewinded it. Uh, <laughs> we checked it out again and it was like, it was all just silent. So the yeah. delays that they, they put on it, you couldn't hear anything. You could just see it happening. And I was like, Oh, this has got to be fake. Well, so this has got to be a setup. That's how I know it's real though. Because like I've done, I've done a couple of broadcasts like as my, for some like class stuff at school. So I've done a, I've done a couple of like public television broadcasts through IU and you have like a 30 second window I don't know how big it is. I think it depends per network, right? Like whatever they they have that set to being. 
uh, to mute and uh, like black out the screen if things happen. So, yeah. <clears throat> like, they don't do that. They don't. If it was a bit, they would have aired the whole thing. Yeah, like, definitely, they would have aired the whole thing. Um, and like. The the way you got to look at this thing too is that the academy, the the film academy, the entertainment academy, um, they're pretty much the exact same as like the Grammys. Like it's like the exact same thing, just a different branch. Um, so they're like not directors or anything like that. They're scholars, they're professors, they're masters professors. You know, they're yeah. doctors, and so they all sit on this council. And for as long as the Oscars have existed, there's been this code of conduct and this professionalism of that whole, of of the Oscars. Uh, and so there are bits, like there are obvious bits um, that are very tame. Like all, all of Wanda Sykes stuff, everything she did, uh, everything Amy Schumer was doing, like like everything they would say, it was awfully tame. Even though we know they could probably do a lot more, that was a lot funnier. Uh, but the Oscars would be like, I don't really, you know, it's it's not a fit for what we're what we have here, like the integrity that we uphold. So yeah. the fact that, like, the fact that they blacked out the screen and muted it, that's how you know. That's how you know it's real. That's how you know stuff happens. And so whenever whenever he made that joke, I was like, oh, that's that's I have a I have an interesting stance on this, but I thought, oh yeah, you know that's that's good, I get it. Uh, and then it blacks out and it goes mute, and I'm and I like <laughs> grab my seat and I'm like, something's about to happen, something's about to happen. <laughs> they don't do this. They don't do and this for did. anything. And, and it did. And it did. Um, and it did. Wow. Yeah. So I watched the whole thing live, and I can say for certainty. It's real. <laughs> it is real. So I have to say, real. yeah. So I have to say, I when I watched it like that, and I'm not like I don't know the backgrounds like you, uh, like you just described. But I thought, man, it seems like it is staged. And then I went back and watched the unedited yeah. piece because you could, I mean, you could <laughs> Japanese you could television. See, yeah, you, you could see that. I think it was like the because like we're the only ones that puts a delay on this and edits stuff, so other countries have this yeah. just playing live, right? We're the only one who has that uh, kind of censorship, so like everyone else, yeah, they didn't care. Yeah, everybody else seen it. Yeah, so I caught the clip. I think it was like an Australian clip shortly after, and it was like you could see the passion in it even without the words, but mm -hmm. to hear, but to hear the words and see kind of the emotions that he had in it talking about will yeah it was like man this is this is the real deal he is ticked but what was yeah. weird was like when chris rock kind of made the joke the camera catches him and he's laughing about it but you could yeah. see jada was just ticked well i don't know and the camera cuts camera cuts away back to chris rock and that's when it all goes down so I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Well, if you he, just tell uh, he was just absolutely like dumbfounded by it. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a couple like people have really dissected this whole issue, um, and so there's there's a couple of things like, yeah, he was laughing. I don't think he he processed what he heard until, because because you know like you hear something and you're like, hey, wait, what? Oh yeah, you're like, just, what, 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 what yeah. you say? You know, like like you kind of have to like like take a few steps back. You're like, wait, what'd you say? 
But then there are other people that are like, oh yeah, he thought it was all fun and games and was laughing along. And then he saw, and then he saw Jada and Jada was like, you get up there and you do something. And those yeah. are the people who went in and, and like heavily, heavily, heavily dissected, um, like the whole, their, their whole mar- people like that went in and dissected their whole marriage. I thought, yeah. I saw a really funny meme. <laughs> There's I, been a million, like, a million really good ones. You can bang my wife, but you can't talk about her. I I saw one that was better than that, man. This this one this one said uh, uh, Chris Rock is lucky. All the other guys banging Jaya didn't get up and storm the stage too. <laughs> yeah, oh. I've seen. I mean, their marriage has been in the spotlight for a long time. But like, I was talking with my wife about it just before we hopped on here and it's like you know i mean they've been in the spotlight and they're they've been pretty open about a lot of that stuff and it's like man they a lot of people hammer on them like they're the butt of a lot of jokes a lot of the times and it's like at at what point putting yourself in will smith's shoes i mean at what point do you kind of just snap when I mean, you just get tired of it, I guess, right? Yeah, the, I think the other. The I, mean, other I w- think it's. I was just gonna say, like, I think the the difference is like, like on the street, maybe, like, you know what I'm saying, but like, whenever it's like a professional, and you presume like they know each other pretty well, considering they've been oh, in the industry well, together for definitely, ever. yeah. Well, it, so it's like. It's like, I, unless like there's some behind the scenes like thing where Will Smith really like they don't like each other for some reason. It's just like why I would assume like it's it's for it's for it's a joke. So that <laughs> so that's where things get a little weird though because supposedly uh, they had an issue. So Chris Rock had made a joke about Jade about Jada um, boycotting a couple years ago. Yeah, the yeah. Oscars like five or six years ago. Um, so people presume that there's an issue there, but other than that, like, I, I, I feel like they have an okay relationship, especially on this whole like self-discovery thing Will Smith has been on. That's another reason I know he it's real. Me of Kanye. <laughs> I, no, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> that's a that's a bold take. That's a bold take. I appreciate it, but it's false. I'm, I'm hitting the button. Um, yeah, Kanye's losing his mind. Is what he's doing. He's yeah, <laughs> I mean, Kanye's it reminds way me of Kanye up. like. Like Kanye, like maybe like five or eight years ago. (laughs) No, I mean, it reminds me of Kanye now, though, because he's like, I'm a man of God. But Kim, if you don't give me my kids back, I want to come over there and bust down all your your windows. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. So so let me tell So I was out in L.A. I was at the site of the Oscars and they were setting up. I'll tell you what, there there was a lot of homeless people on the streets of LA at this location. I walked into a McDonald's that was just across the block of where the Academy Awards were happening just a few days later and talk about a uh, kind of person that is claiming to be religious. There was a lady in there that was just off her rockers, I would say, that was like spewing spiritual stuff, yeah. but then flipping out because the person that bought her coffee bought iced coffee instead of hot coffee. And these are like the extremes, right? This person has no money. She's on the street, homeless. And you got the other opposite of you got the rich and famous on 
this Academy Award show, receiving an Oscar, kind of flipping out in the same way. But it's like to see that area and all the people that like we were walking down the street, there were people on the street asking if we were upper crust or lower crust. And it's like the, you see so these two extremes in L.A. It's like the high class, rich and famous and the ultra low class of society right. all at the same spot. So I'm, I was just curious, like, man, talk about the police push to get all of those people cleared out of the way so that we can bring all of the rich and famous into this awards night to receive awards. And then we have, have this happen on stage. And it's like a few years ago, like what Jada protested, there wasn't a lot of African-American uh, nominees, award winners. Right. But we've seen a lot of that diversified in this show. I mean, her husband getting the best best actor award, right, with his what portrayal. And, and I agree with King Richard. It was King deserving. Richard. He played an excellent role as King Richard. But then to have him step up on the stage and do this, it's like, was that really the right thing to do yeah. to try to get this comeback for – what you guys had protest a few years ago. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think, I think, uh, the homeless, I'll start with like the, I'll, I'll work, I'll work my way through your, your talk. Yeah, that's a here. lot. Sorry. That um, was a lot packed. I was just, <laughs> bleh, I think, it all. I think those people hang around there because they know the kind of class people that come around there, you know? Yeah. Um, they hang around there because they know the people who have business in that part of town probably have money. Um, it just, you know, like they sleep under bridges at night at the street corners during the day kind of thing. Um, yeah. Give me a dollar. Yeah. Give me a dollar. As far as like celebrity flips, I don't know if I talked about this show on or one of the last episodes, but I highly, highly, highly suggest the both of you start the righteous gemstones. Have I talked about this? I don't think so. It is a show written and created by Danny McBride. Do you guys know who that is? Oh, yeah. Chris Preston? I know the name. I, don't, I have no look, idea. Look him, up, look him up real quick. Like, just Google him on your phone really quick. Like, you're, like I, I want you to know who this guy is because it's going to mean so much more. So, David. Danny. Danny McBride. Oh. Danny McBride and John Goodman, right? ton of other actors but john goodman oh is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah <laughs> so john so john goodman plays this man called eli gemstone and he is a a uh a preacher but he's like a like a millionaire like a billionaire preacher hmm. has one of the big mega churches uh, a tv show um he lives on a compound and all of his other kids Danny mcbride's his son uh he, they all have mansions on this big compound and they go through this whole wave of like, I'm a celebrity. I uphold these, these certain things in Christianity as well. But my ego and my money get the best of me consistently. It is one of the best shows I've seen in a really long time. It is hilarious. It's an obvious satire. So like people, if you get offended by stuff like that, like don't go into it thinking this is a religious show. <laughs> It is not <laughs> by any means. My God, it is not. Don't even let your kids in there when you're watching it. 
but it's hilarious. <laughs> it is so good. Um, it's the same thing. Can I get on a Can I get on a soapbox real quick while you're while you're right there? Definitely. Oh. So uh, we went to Cincinnati as well to the horror convention. Like I was talking about, late night we ended up hitting a Cracker Barrel like thirty minutes before they close. There, wow. it, have you? Got a Cracker Barrel. Have you Have you heard of Vinegar Syndrome? No, Connor. Connor. So they release a lot of old titles they they put out a lot of blu-ray films they were they were actually at the convention selling a lot of their titles uh as well as severin synap some of the other labels yeah, trauma yeah. i'd mentioned earlier so vinegar syndrome i was talking with uh one of the ladies that was working the table that day because we're trying to get electric built in with some of these to get some screeners and yeah. just bring more content to the podcast so I had sent an email to them, was talking to her about it. She had forwarded it on while we were at the convention. Well, we go to Cracker Barrel that night. She's over at the table next to us and uh, had a waitress there that was talking to them about a table that was kind of opposite of where they were. This lady was like just just being horrible to yeah. deal with, like just the nastiest person and complaining about everything. So they leave this girl a tip. They leave the the vinegar syndrome people leave her a tip. They leave. This girl comes back to clean up the table. They left her like 60 bucks as a tip. And she's like, oh, I love these people so much. Well, I was telling that story to the girl at vinegar syndrome the next day. Our waitress, we were able to talk to quite a bit because we were her only table. And we were talking about how busy it was with the convention happening. And she was saying how she worked somewhere else, came over to Cracker Barrel and had been working there for a little bit. And I was like, oh, is it better over here? Because she was like, worked a bar or something. She's like, no, it's worse. I'm like, let me guess. Let me guess. She goes, I, she goes like, the Sundays are the worst. They're like the busiest time and the least amount of tips I get from the church folk that come in and visit the Cracker Barrel on Sunday. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's like, come on, people. If you're going to be Christian, be Christian. Be Give tips. Be nice. Love people like you should. Yeah, it's it was so like it's like the perfect example of of celebrities and like what they uphold and then like the ego and the money just like making just, them snap, yeah. you know um I, I i would like to go around the round table the triangle table and i want you all to explain your view on the chris rock real smith situation tell me who you stand with why uh and what you think the outcome will be for this whole situation preston we'll start Preston's with you yeah, I was going to say, I want to hear Preston's first. Well, oh, man. Uh, so I guess I'll start off with this. You are uh, at the Oscars. Um, you know, uh, very, you know, I'm just going to start off with this. So my biggest thing is with comedians. I I love uh, comedy. I watch all, all like stand-up same. comedians. And, same, same. Yeah, I love it. And one thing that um, I just think is insane is the fact that you get so upset over like, I don't know, like over Almost a jokes. joke. 
it's like I understand like it to some degree, like some things are going to hit you harder just because you've experienced something in a certain way and something triggers you, obviously. But you're at a show like we're all like you're all there to like, obviously, Chris Rock is one of the like one of the biggest comedians ever. Yep. And um, you, you know what he does. And you ob- obviously he's not doing this mean spirited like uh, well i don't i i I honestly don't know like we i don't know like the background of chris rock and will smith's relationship at all but like i i can understand why will smith would be upset if like you know that kind of thing the history with it but to just get up and slap someone in the middle of this huge production of over a comedian making a joke is just insane. Oh yeah, <laughs> and possibly ru- what I th- all right. So I don't really have too much to say on like like that kind of aspect. But what I thought was insane is that nobody was like, "Hey, that was messed up, Will Smith," or like kicked him out or like nothing. It, like all the people around were like, "Good for you, buddy." And no one was like, hey, Chris Rock, are you okay? Or like, well, so no one so, stood uh, up for him at the moment. Not not everyone was like, hey, hey, like, like good for you. Um, Denzel Washington, Tyler Perry, uh, they pulled him off to the side and they were like, dude, don't like, do not give in to stuff like this. Don't. Violence is your enemy. Like Denzel said, um, um, in, in like moments of high tense and high emotion, that's when, that's when Satan, that's when like, yeah, that's when you can really give in to Satan, um, or something, something along those lines. So like Tyler Perry and did so over there, like slapping him on the wrist, like do like, you just, but I mean, you just fucked like, up and it could have been a assaulting lot someone. On, like, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, yeah, thankfully it wasn't that hard of a hit. I don't think, um, I cause mean, like Chris I was like, so. oh, okay. Like, like that, like, I'll be honest. Yeah. That was a bitch slap. <laughs> it was. It was not that good. It didn't. And he was just like, well. you, like, you could just tell, like, but I mean, like, I you could tell, like, he didn't mean it in a mean spirited way, just by his reaction. Like, he just, he just, he didn't expect it at all. Oh yeah. Like, it's just insane. And you know, um, uh, my final thoughts on is just, I think Chris Rock handled it so well. Like he handled it like a champ and someone, just like a professional. Like someone so said, uh, <laughs> someone said if that were if that were Dave Chappelle, this was like oh my god, like, uh, this was like a couple hours after. <laughs> he would have roasted him. <laughs> oh yeah, it said it said they would have uh, gotten he would have gotten to like their marriage and like definitely. kept going with it. <laughs> the the meme that I saw where if that was Dave Chappelle presenting up there and Will Smith went up and slapped Dave Chappelle, he'd be in his third hour of Jada like just straight Jada jokes. <laughs> Yeah, well, Chris Rock is going back on tour this year, so <laughs> I gave him some material. I mean, Kevin Hart, you, I, I saw that because I checked his like, I checked all of his socials, and the only thing he's been posting the last few weeks was like, uh, Kevin and I are going to hit it hard, and I thought, oh, buddy, that did not age well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's just all my thoughts on it. I, you know, I, I, yeah, I think Chris Rock handled it well. Will Smith was kind of, is like, I, like on some degree you get it just because like sometimes you can get upset about certain things, but it, it's, it's like, it's a comedy bit. Like right. you don't have to get up and assault someone. <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. 
I get it, and I stand with you. Um, Chris. So, mixed thoughts here. Uh, one, this is going to be a great boost for Chris Rock. What oh, yeah. better <laughs> What better boost can he have for material, but also support? Uh, because I agree, I think he handled it very, very well. Um, I was surprised he didn't cold cock him back. He, he uh, almost... Did you guys see where he almost like started saying something and then stopped himself? <laughs> he well, I he think said, he was oh, I could, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, he was he was shocked, and I think as most people would be, but I think he handled it with grace. I mean, he carried on. Uh, the show continued. I just cut the that's what I felt. Me by Will Smith. <laughs> that's yeah, but uh, that's why I felt like it was something staged because there was no reaction to it. It was like okay, he walked up slapped the crap out of him, walked back to his seat and started yelling. It's like, nobody's, nobody's saying or reacting any, like, like what's going just, on here? Like all of that was just so weird. Just it, like watching like the aftermath. And it, it was just like, you could just feel the tension from the screen. It, it was, it was very weird. I do. So, you know, Dustin Diamond screech powers from saved by the bell. Mm -hmm. So I watched him in Terre Haute not too long before he unfortunately passed away. Um, but he, I was the butt of his jokes the whole night for his comedy spit. So he was, <laughs> I was setting, it was Ryan and I went and watched him. We, we seen he was going to be a Terre Haute. We got close seats and yeah, I was the one he picked on the whole night. It does kind of make you, it's like, all right, dude, I get it. Uh, move on with your material. Cause it would always come back to me and it does kind of get you I mean, you laugh after a couple times, then it's like, all right, move on to somebody else because you don't like being the center of attention of the jokes. But um, you, I didn't get up and smack the crap out of the guy by doing that either. Ultimately, were you but having fun though? It was, it was fun. Yeah. And I went up and talked to him afterwards. I mean, it's part of what he does as a comedian and it's part of what Chris Rock was doing. I mean, he was poking fun at how they handled the Academy Awards a few years ago he was poking fun of <laughs> of of her in the movie that he referenced that i don't really think was probably an appropriate poke fun at because it's a disease that she has and like like what uh brandy and i were talking about i mean a, a woman's hair is everything for them right i mean my wife gets her hair done all the time my daughter does too most women do and for her to not be able to do that and actually have to shave her head because of it, I get why she would be probably not laughing at the joke that Chris Rock threw her way. Sure. And why, as a husband, Will Smith was probably ticked when he looked over and seen his wife was not laughing at the the bit Chris Rock put out. But for him to get up and, and slap the guy in the face... I mean, if if it was me, I like if I was going up, I'd I'd punch the guy. You know, I mean, I wouldn't be just slapping him, giving him a little little slap in the face. But I wouldn't have gotten like, up, probably anyways. I mean, he could have had, had a conversation from, afterwards, <laughs> or or even said something from the seat. But to get up in the middle of the show and just cold cock him with a slap in the face was probably not the right thing to do. Yeah. And I feel like if you would have just kind of like gave Chris Rock a look and her just like went. <laughs> I feel like Chris Rock would have respected that enough to just move on from the bit. I, I think also too, no one knows what GI Jane is. 
you know? Yeah, I know. Then no one knows the movie, right? It's, it's like a, no one knew the no one laughed at the joke either. That was yeah. the thing. It it wasn't even a a good joke. Yeah, I mean, you could tell some people there got it, uh, but like, I looked it up, and it, it's basically you know it's a it's a movie about some a woman who goes through SEAL training and becomes like the first like. I don't know, like Navy SEAL, Special Forces. Like it, it's about a woman who's like strong and independent, and goes through this whole thing. Just so happens, but she's bald. She, she's bald because she's in the army. She shaved her head, like the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and that was it. And like I thought to myself, like, what what is so bad about that? My my stance. Um, I took notes. You got to be a woman, Connor. All three of us are men talking about this. That's hey, I had beautiful hair. I, however, however, I, <laughs> I, I know very much. <laughs> I know, I know, I'm a, I'm a man talking about this, but well, there she, see, she thinks something's very wrong with what we're saying. I hope Chris joke, Chris Rock didn't make a joke about her just. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so, um, I smack him down. My view comes from neither a place of man or woman but it comes from a place of comedy everything's up for comedy yeah well so so here's my take like chris rock is a comedian it was a pretty tame joke compared to what like i'm sure he's probably like used to doing uh i don't really think it was in bad taste either you know he let off with like oh you know jada i love you kind of thing um I, I gave you the whole G.I. Jane, a whole movie about an, an independent woman going through all this rough training to become like like a hero and stuff. Um, was he referring to her appearance and not really thinking about anything else? Yeah, probably. But he could have made a much, much, much worse reference to to hey. both Jada and Will. Right, and he even <laughs> he even he even said it was a soft one at the end yeah. of it, but oh, that wasn't yeah. taken taken lightly by yeah. him at all. Um, now, so I want to talk about Will's side. Uh, the camera cuts where Will Smith is laughing, and we come back to Chris, and he's going on to present the award, but then suddenly Will finds this heap of anger inside of him and walks up and just assaults him. Like, I I don't know. Like, I, I've seen so many Facebook posts, and, like, as I was, like, looking through all this stuff, like, I was kind of compiling my notes. Have I lost respect for Will Smith? No. Um, I do think if he's on his whole self-discovery journey, he needs to start digging a little deeper. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, so, um, all right. So let, let's talk about that because did you watch his acceptance speech of oh, his yeah. best actor award? He, he's six and a half minutes freaking long. Yeah. Yeah. They let him go on and on, but you could definitely see he's struggling with some things inside. I think for sure on the self-discovery thing yeah. he's, yeah. he's on. I mean, we see it a lot. We, we talked about Kanye, and, and Kanye's gone off the deep end with his struggles, his demons. Um, I think Will's fighting some of that inside, too. And I think that's sure. why Denzel Washington was, was saying, hey, the higher you get, the more the devil tries to attack you. And, and I mean, we've seen that firsthand on live TV with, with the, some, some of the struggles he's going through right now, too, I would oh, say. definitely. Yeah, I, I, I think, so, like, what people don't realize is that Chris Rock has made a living off of stand-up comedy, not movies. He's been in movies. Yeah. He certainly yeah. has been in movies. He's been he in some very big one movies. of the biggest HBO openings of comedy ever. Yeah, and he he had a he had a successful TV show and he's been in a bunch of movies. However, he made his living doing stand-up comedy. He started just like everyone else, show after show after show after show after comedy clubs and he's still doing that. Like he's still mm-hmm. he, he plays for a much larger audience. 
Um, yep. So I don't think he um, like I think people probably were like, oh, like I've lost respect for Chris Rock because he made a joke about that. He's not an actor. He's a comedian. <laughs> it's what he does. It's his life. Yeah, that's he. It was him doing what he does. Yeah, best. it's crazy that a lot of people don't realize how big, like in like comedy, he is. Like he is, oh, d- yeah, a comedic definitely. legend. He, he, yeah, he was. He is. He's pioneered uh, a lot of stand-up comedy, like for mm-hmm. sure. Absolutely. Um, and he paved the way for you know specials. I, as they are known today. I have a uh, theory uh, and or prediction. I think that the Academy and Will Smith have been talking for quite some time. Uh, I bet he's been in and out of meetings today, you know. Um, I think that <laughs> he did put either... an apology out today. Did you he see did. that? He did put an apology I did out. See that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I think he's I think they're gonna give him a chance to surrender his Oscar. Or they're gonna take it from him. Because yeah, maybe in, in the rules for the academy, if you do not uphold the right of conduct, um, that's why can, I was kind of surprised they presented it to him. I, I, mean, I can't believe that he didn't get kicked out. <laughs> well, so so here's the thing, though. Uh, NPR and uh, we saw a bunch of stuff on NPR, and Cor was telling me some things earlier. The reason he didn't get kicked out is because number one. Being the Academy, how in the hell are you going to kick out the one person who was voted for the best actor? Of the year? You deal with the consequences after. Yeah. Um, and he had a party. Of I feel plus, like that's just like a really bad. Well, he had a party of like 20 people. So you ask him to go, you ask 20 people to get up and leave. Yeah. Um, and he was front and center if you seen where he was sitting. Yeah, exactly. So that's uh, like the Academy would be like, oh, my God, well. Who's a runner up? Like who's gonna be next? You know? Uh so you can't you can't play it off like I don't think you can play it. You could have played it off like that. Um I do think he's gonna feel the repercussions for sure. He's not gonna lose work. Oh, yeah. He's not gonna do like he nothing his his career is not over. But I I do think that he probably won't be back to another Oscar ceremony. Sure. At least not for a couple of years. You might be years. right. Not for a couple of years at least. Um I wanted to. I wanted us to do something together as a group. <laughs> so I'm gonna pull up my stream. I want you guys to tune in, and we are gonna watch all three minutes of Ricky Gervais's opening Golden Globes speech. We That's my favorite to, speech ever. <laughs> we are going to decide. Uh, I love it, watching Tom Hanks get just really pissed. Oh yeah, <laughs> we, we we are going to decide if. Um, Ricky Gervais or Chris Rock deserved the Will Smith slap more. So I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up for the stream and want to watch here. Uh, so there's that for you guys. Got it. Does everyone have it? Yep. Yep. Connor, the slap is still up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm. I'm getting it out of the way. Okay. <laughs> So here we go. This like this scene is just like so. <laughs> and welcome to the 77th annual Golden Globe Awards, live from the Beverly Hilton Hotel here in Los Angeles. I'm Ricky Gervais. Thank you. You'll be pleased to know this is the last time I'm hosting these awards. So I don't care anymore. Um, I'm joking. I never did. Let's go out with a bang. Let's have a laugh at your expense, shall we? Remember, they're just jokes. 
We're all going to die soon, and there's no sequel. <laughs> I came here in a limo tonight, and the license plate was made by Felicity Huffman. So, no. Shush. It's her, it's her daughter I feel sorry for, OK? That must be the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to her. And her dad was in Wild Hogs. No one cares about movies anymore. No one goes to the cinema. No one really watches network TV. Everyone's watching Netflix. This show should just be me coming out going, well done, Netflix, you win everything. Good night. You could binge watch the entire first season of Afterlife instead of watching this show. Spoiler alert, um, season two is on the way, so in the end, he obviously didn't kill himself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Shut up. I know he's your friend, but I don't care. <laughs> it was a big year for paedophile movies. Um, surviving R. Kelly, Leaving Neverland, Two Popes... Shut up. Shut up. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> the Irishman was amazing. Long, but amazing. Um, it wasn't the only epic movie. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, nearly three hours long. Leonardo DiCaprio attended the premiere, and by the end, his date was too old for him. So... <laughs> Many talented people of colour were snubbed in major categories. Um, Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that. The Hollywood foreign press are all very, very racist. So, we were going to do an in memoriam this year, but when I saw the list of people that had died, it wasn't diverse enough. It just, no. Apple roared into the, the TV game with a morning show. A superb drama, yeah. A superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you won't, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent. If you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, if you win, right, Come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your god, and... <laughs> <laughs> so... It's already three hours long. Uh, yeah, that's that good. was amazing. <laughs> Hello, and welcome Courtesy to the 77th the, uh, Annual Washington Golden Global. Post there. Um... <laughs> Beautiful this stream back up so to end off the episode because we're approaching our 45 minute mark Preston who deserved the slap Chris Rock or Ricky Gervais I don't think he deserved a slap <laughs> wrong who deserved the slap Chris Rock or Ricky Gervais it's coming it's coming to either one if you don't choose it's going to both oh man well, I want. Uh, I'm gonna go. Um. Uh, hey, ho, hey, ho, ho, ho. I, I think ho, this ho. is what was Will Smith in attendance at yes. both. I think uh, so. Both, both of them got to get slapped, and I'm surprised Will didn't go up, storm the stage, and slap him in the face. He was too busy <laughs> dealing with his cheating wife, Chris. Uh, <laughs> ouch! Data was in the ouch! Back. Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> uh.
All right. All right I don't know. It's tough, man. If it, if I'll, I'll answer while Preston continues to think, I would say probably Chris, since he made fun of Will's wife. If I was Will, I'd probably do the same thing. Preston. I'm going to go with Chris so that uh, he can still have all of his, uh, all of his press for his new upcoming comedy tour. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask this. Who would have taken the slap? the best i have to say chris again chris w- took it like a man ricky so they're graceful would, he didn't even touch his out. face after the slap R- ricky gervais <laughs> would have pulled out a knife i think and <laughs> gone attacking back and yeah attacking. no i agree yeah yeah for sure all right what are you all doing right. stab yeah. <laughs> yeah literally would have shot him in the face <laughs> and fled to a foreign country so it was out of their jurisdiction like all right so so our our forty five minute Oscar episode covered just all of Will Smith. Were you happy with the Oscars, or were you surprised? I'm I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. Um, Dune took a lot. Dune took a lot. I he, Dune here's took my the most, yeah. Here's my hang up with it though. Dune took like everything that it takes to make a great film, but yet didn't win Best Picture. Definitely. Uh, uh, yeah. What, what's wrong with that? Well, I think I think it's I think it's obvious. I think it's staring us right in the face. Best picture is reserved for the most forward-thinking film. Um, as much as I would love to say, like, it is based off of all those previous things. That's why all those previous things exist as a separate category. I think. Um, gotcha. I agree. So, because like, if you look at the past, like the films, I, what, what one what one last year? I don't remember. Either. so like moonlight was one of those films um parasite stuff like that stuff like that where you like parasite didn't expect so good. Yeah, yeah it was good it's not very forward thinking but what's forward thinking for the academy is the fact that it was a korean film winning best film of the year um that's what was like oh wow like that's the crazy part you know so um I, I I love Dune. I'm happy it walked away with as many Oscars as it did, and I figured it wasn't gonna win Film of the Year. I think I thought it was gonna be like King Richard or something because I didn't know what Coda was. But now that I know, yeah. now that I know, Coda shined a lot of light on the deaf community. Make, yeah, make makes sense. sense. Makes a lot of sense. I think we were pretty close on some of our predictions, though. I, I think so. Thinking back to our last episode and what actually came out from actually who won the oscars i think we had a pretty good tally yeah uh the one that the one that i was wrong about that i was like oh wow uh, encanto did not win best original song oh yeah yeah it didn't happen well, i won i definitely thought it was gonna win um billy eilish from uh james bond which adele won from james bond when that came out that year too so hmm. they put a, they put a lot a lot of thought into into that um, I think even Jack White, he got nominated for it when he did it for James Bond. So they put a lot of, there's like one song that comes out with every James Bond film and it's always nominated the year the film comes out. I'm surprised that one, it probably won because it was Billie Eilish, but I think two butterflies definitely should have taken it for sure. Um, I don't remember the rest of them that were on that list, but it did win, uh, Encanto did win best animated film though also saw it coming yeah yeah i need to go watch (laughs) you did yeah before (laughs) Uh, i bet she's running it into the ground um 
I liked it. I thought it was really good. Uh, and Preston has watched West Side Story, I've heard oh, as well. I haven't finished it yet. I'm halfway through. Oh, it's so good. Preston is just all over these movies nowadays. So. West Side Story yeah. was one of my favorite movies of last year, for sure. One of my favorites. It was fantastic. But I love I love the original, though, too. And it, like, oh, yeah. like every time I watch it, I'm just so frustrated by what happens. I won't ruin it for you, Preston, because I don't know if you've actually seen the old one before. I have. You have? Yes. Well, I wasn't sure if anyone paid attention. And to also music Romeo and Juliet. And, and music school. Um <laughs> It's Romeo and Juliet. Well, yeah, but it's a quite the different Romeo and Juliet story. Um, I have to. I haven't watched it yet either, but I have it there. See, oh, it's so good. It's really good. I love it. We need to talk about it once we all have a chance to. Oh, definitely. Watch it in its yeah. fullest. Well, Spiel, Spielberg just he handles he handles stuff like that so well. Like it feels like a it feels like a, very few movies feel like blockbuster movies now. Somehow West Side Story. I also really just love musicals. So anytime they get like a movie musical, right? Just so good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that La La Land. Or mm, oh my God. La La Land is my, one of my favorite movies ever. I told Shane we got to watch it. Like, I probably next, next time we watch it is probably going to be like the 15th time I've watched it. <laughs> oh dude. For like four years, for like four years straight after that movie came out, uh, my top, my, my Spotify top songs of the year just that whole soundtrack <laughs> yeah nice well, i think that about does it for us um i would like to pick up with more i feel like like there's so much to talk about this week we, we like barely scratch the surface but it's so freaking yeah, late. No. it's so freaking late um all right all right hold on you get two minutes talk about the uh batman batman cut two minutes content. Okay, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it short and quick. I like the way he's going. I like the, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, however, I do not like the way he looks, and I don't like his laugh. Um, however, I have been further further educated on the potential background of the way he looks. Yes, he does have a birth defect. However, he has already obviously met Batman and had his whole entanglement with Batman. Wink, wink at Jada. Entanglement uh, with <laughs> Batman. And uh, I have heard that he was thrown into the vat of acid, which is why he looks like that. Still mm -hmm. not a huge fan. Um, I like the personality of this Joker and like where where they're taking it. He was very well written. But I don't know if Barry's my guy. Yeah, the laugh was all right for me. The look was not what I was expecting. I don't like the pieces of hair loss everywhere. Um, I, I, I don't like that direction that he's going with it. And I really didn't like the release of it. Why release that? Why not keep that under wraps until the next movie? Um, I mean, it was going to be in the movie anyway. Yeah, but why release it now? We're year... Or more away from the next one, because I don't think it matters, does it? I think Warner Brothers is still pressed with COVID. I think all the big movie studios are like, we're not making as much money as we should be from these movies, so we need to get something out that's going to generate more hype. And and everyone knows that the Joker is so important when it comes to Batman that if you go a whole something without even alluding to the Joker, your people are like. Mm. 
Mm, I don't know. They just did at the end of the film, though. It was just surprising they came out with a clip that soon after yeah. it. I mean, I could see maybe a line in it with its streaming physical release date, maybe, or having it as kind of a special on the release, like it, whether you buy the streaming, whether you buy the physical, but to release it just right now, shortly after. Like, I didn't know it was even out there till Preston sent the link to it, and it was like, eh, just timing's yeah. off for me, too, with it. I think it's cool that we got to see it. I don't really think it i've seen both i've seen both arguments that like it made his whole interaction with the riddler even better i i wish he would have kept that in the movie one thousand percent i i don't i think it i feels wish out it did place i think it it's does like, not well i think it feels like you're throwing a character in to throw him in either way you look at it and i doing... liked the I just like the hint of it at the end of the movie yeah. and just leave it at that. Don't release this extra cut. Don't put it in the movie. Don't release it now. Release it I later. It. I, it. Time, just timing is weird for me with this. I just don't see a good time for it except for closer later on down the road. We just, it's still in the theater. I didn't think it was it's bad. Um, like I thought it was, I thought he was a very well-written character. It was very well-written dialogue, but I, again, I don't, I just I just think it felt out of place. I think the way that they handled the Joker in the original cut of the movie is the way it should have been. Definitely. So here's uh, my thought process on it. Uh, I loved it. They should have kept it in the movie. Um, I love that, um, that interaction between Batman and Joker where Batman is like, all right, you're crazy. I, I know that you know this kind of uh, business. I want to get into your mind about this. Let's see what you uh, see what you think about this, and I I love Joker's thought process on the, uh, you know, on the ciphers and things like that. I I thought it was a good, good uh, scene with keeping his uh, face obscured and like those shots. It was yeah, I, I the think shots really were good. I, I thought it was a beautifully beautifully captured scene. Definitely. Um, At what point would it have been placed though? I think uh the plan was to have it before you know like like probably towards more of the middle of the film whenever like you know like going I, into I read, Arkham. I read that I read that it happened not before they captured him but uh it happened like after so it happened and he's getting ready to confront him with all these other things and uh I I think he approaches the joker with his arkham file and is like tell me about this guy because i don't really i don't really think he knew what he was walking into um the reason i think it was good i press and i think it is it is a great scene I, I see no faults in it um but for me it takes away it takes away from the arc that batman experiences on his own because the joker kind of tells him like He's just like you, you know, like he's doing this because of the same reason you're doing things. That's pretty much what he tells. That's him. what I like about the psychologicalness between uh, Joker and Batman. But I also I think that's liked... just what makes. Yeah, no, it works, so that, what's what makes their whole relationship. But but I, I loved that he throughout this whole movie figures this out on his own, you know, like like in No Way Home, Peter dealing with all this stuff coming down on his own shoulders. He's dealing with it. 
with two other Spider-Man, but like when he's left, when they go home and he loses his friends, he's left to deal with all that stuff and Aunt May's death alone. And he realizes like the impact that his actions have on other people. I think why I love this Batman so much is because we see that whole thing from start to finish. Alone. Completely alone. Even though, you know, Alfred tries to be there for him. So, I, I don't know. I think, like, it's a, it's a great scene. It's beautifully crafted. Beautifully shot. No complaints. But uh, Yeah. No, I agree with all that. I, I'm just excited we get more of it and oh, yes. look forward to more to come. Actually, That's what and, it does for me. It makes me excited and, for the next one. And more Joker, I hear, as well, right? So, we got Joaquin signed up for a second Joker in the making here soon. Really? That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. Get ready guys. Four more episodes. Four more episodes. Good stuff. Good stuff. I kind of don't, I don't know. That's that's like one movie I kind of would be fine with not making more of. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I, that deserves to be a one-off for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, the writer that he's really good. I think I know, that but... he wouldn't he wouldn't write something just for making a sequel. So we should just reserve our feelings. Yeah, I think until it should it comes. be it'll be good. Yeah, lots of good stuff. All right. Cool. Everyone go watch yeah. Coda. <laughs> I need to do that. Yes, I do. Any last thoughts? The new feelings? Joker reminds me of Arkham Asylums. Uh Yes. I think that's where he got it as uh, it's pro for him. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like uh, someone said, it's like what Tim Burton's Joker should have looked like. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us all night until the wee hours of the, uh, of the morning here. Um, if you're listening to this later on, why don't you join us when we're having it, you know, but no, you had to wait a week. Had to wait a week. We'll see you guys next week in uh, the next episode of the Whatever Podcast. Take care. Peace. Adios.